Looking for a graduation gift to inform, inspire, and encourage? When you give a subscription to Christianity Today, you're giving redemptive, relevant news and thoughtful balanced dialogue about the church, current issues, and public theology. Visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to get a discounted student subscription for the graduates in your life. Starting at only $2 per month, this gift will engage and grow their faith throughout the year. Click the link in the show notes or visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to order now. A few years ago, I was talking to a pastor who was uh, looking at a potential associate pastor who was a guy who had been uh, one of my students, and uh, so he, he wanted to talk to me about this guy and said, uh, he has some basic questions that you might expect. And then at one point, he says, would you say that Chris is an otter, a Labrador retriever? or a toucan, or something something along these lines. And I just said, what? He said, wait, wait, I mean, would you say he's more of a, a golden retriever or more of an otter? And I just, I, I was thinking to myself, am I sort of uh, losing my mind today? Because I don't have any idea what he's talking about. And I said, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. And he said, well, let, we'll get back to that in a minute. He said, his wife, it appears to me from looking at her face, has some phlegmatic uh, tendencies. Would you say that that's the case? And at this point, I started to think, am I just having a, a, a problem with basic English language today? Because we're having two completely different conversations going on. It wasn't until a little bit later in the conversation, I realized he was really trying to get at personality uh, questions and, and what sorts of personalities he would be involved with. And he was using some tools that, uh, that were available to him at the time that were trying to classify people into those, uh, those sorts of uh, categories. I've been thinking about that conversation a lot uh, because there's been a lot of conversation about the Enneagram. I find that I have conversations with with people all the time, whether uh, Christians or or sometimes non-Christians, about the Enneagram. And sometimes people are saying, do you really think this is good? Do you think this is uh, something that's uh, a problem for, for Christians or, or not? Should we use uh, the Enneagram or other sorts of tools like it? Now, before I answer the question, some of you may be saying, well, what is Enneagram? I don't even know what you're talking about. And I understand that. The first time that I uh, heard about Enneagram would have been, oh, 14 years ago or so when I was uh, serving as a, a provost over a higher education uh, institution and someone complained because an adjunct prof had assigned a book about uh, the Enneagram. And the person that was complaining said, this is an occultic book. And I just looked at it, and it certainly, it certainly looked that way. I mean, the, uh, uh, the, the, the sort of a circle with all of the, the directions pointing kind of looked like a pentagram at the time. Pentagram kind of sounds like Enneagram. And so uh, my first reaction was, what are, are they sacrificing goats in there? Or what, what, are they, what are they doing? But I really didn't think that much more about it until several years later when the Enneagram started to become more of a conversation. So for those of you who don't know what this is, it's a 
essentially a personality test uh, that one does. There's a series of questions that will say, um, hey, would you describe yourself this way or that way? Do you have a tendency toward this or, or, or that? And then we'll, we'll give you a, a list of sort of basic personality types. And so there are, there are nine of those personality types. And then there are going to be wings within those types. So it, it, it starts to, to classify and describe what sort of, of person you are. Now, a couple months ago, a friend of mine, uh, Kevin DeYoung, uh, wrote a piece on uh, the Enneagram called uh, Enneagram, the Road Back to You or to Somewhere Else. And I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, I usually uh, agree with Kevin, and I don't disagree with everything in this article because Kevin is looking at all of the popular books that are that are available right now on Enneagram, and he comes in with some cautions, and he has... He has several cautions. I mean, one of them is he thinks that that the Enneagram isn't as revolutionary as its proponents would would have you to believe. And agreed. I mean, he he comes in and says you have other tools that have come in and had and have said here are differentiations in personality types, and they differ a little one from the other. Agreed. I think he's he's right about that. Most of the people that I know who are using Enneagram aren't thinking anything other than that. The, the second thing is that he doesn't, he thinks it has an air of scientific precision without any uh, basis of authority. Again, I largely agree with that, although most of the things that I see that are, are speaking about these, these personality tests aren't pretending to do that. They are speaking with a certain amount of authority, but at least the way that I see it, it comes more along the lines of an observational sense of having seen and worked with people over many, many years. And so I will often say to people, I really, after 25 years now in ministry, I just don't see that much that's new. Now, I will see some bizarre manifestations of things that I have previously seen or experienced, but you learn over time that you're going to have the same stuff that sort of shows up over and over and over again. When you're, you're having a conversation with somebody who is saying, oh, my, my wife just doesn't understand me. Uh, I've found my soulmate. Well, you, you've, you've been through that conversation before. You know where this is headed, generally speaking. Sometimes you're surprised, but that's, you see this and you start to sort of classify this in your mind. So a lot of times uh, when something will happen, if I've experienced something similar to it, then what I'll say is, oh, okay, now I know what we're dealing with. I've seen this before. I think that's generally what these these personality tests are, are seeking to do. And then his, his most important problem is that the Enneagram presents an approach to spirituality that is alien to and often at odds with the language and the contours of Scripture. That's probably true when one is taking the full-orbed sort of packaging of Enneagram that can that can come up in all sorts of uh, resources that will say, here's, 
here's who you are and what you need to to do with that. Yeah. Can there be some some new agey things that emerge in that? Absolutely. Can there be some Jungian sorts of uh, archetypes? Yeah, that certainly is there. So somebody who is approaching these sorts of personality tests, if it's somebody who is going to not know how to weed out that sort of stuff, then that person probably shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be reading uh, this material. But also, if it's somebody who is given to sort of faddish enthusiasms, if that's you, then you should probably say, "Eh, maybe this isn't uh, this isn't for me." So if if you're the kind, it's kind of like the difference when it comes to say essential oils. You know, I've got uh, people in my life who uh, use essential oils and who I've got one person that I can think of who comes in and, well, this essential oil is what will undo congestive heart failure, and uh, this essential oil is what combats schizophrenia, and this essential oil is what will cause you to be, uh, you know, a, a godlier wife or well, whatever. I mean, this, this length of, of these, this list of claims uh, for these essential oils. And then you got, I got somebody else I can think of who says, yeah, I kind of like this essential oil. It smells good. I, you know, put it on the pillow at night and it, it kind of, it kind of helps me to relax. Okay. Those are two completely different things. And I think using personality tests of various uh, types can be that way too. You can have one person who thinks that studying Enneagram or, or any other sort of personality test is going to uh, not only sort of classify what sort of person uh, he or she is, but also is going to give the steps to finding self-actualization and uh, finding meaning and purpose in life and uh, maybe even understanding how to approach God, uh, all of those sorts of questions. That, If that's the way that somebody is using any of these personality tests, you shouldn't be doing it at all. However, I'm not as negative or as uh, skeptical as Kevin is about uh, about some of these these personality tools. I am if what somebody is using these tests for is to say I really want to connect with myself and find out who I am as an end in and of itself. In the same way, I was very skeptical uh, for many years about the use of spiritual gifts inventories, to some degree for the same reasons that Kevin mentions here, but primarily because often what I would find is that a lot of people were using these spiritual gifts inventories just so that they could have a, a diagnosis, to be able to say, I have the gift of mercy, I have the gift of of uh, prophecy, of the gift of whatever uh, it is. And also because what some people would do with spiritual gifts inventories, I would find, is to use those spiritual gifts inventories to sort of excuse themselves in terms of disobedience. So I had a guy in a church who would uh, just be really harsh and mean with people, and he would always say, well, it's because I have the spiritual gift of the prophet. And so that's just who I am. And that's just the, no, uh, it doesn't matter what your spiritual gift is. The scripture has told you to be gentle with one another and to be kind and not to be quarrelsome. So using that as an excuse or a deflection away from sanctification is a misuse 
of spiritual gifts inventories. And because, I mean, like Kevin said about Enneagram, they often would sort of give this air of quantifiable sort of precision in a way that just just isn't the case. And so what I would often say to people, hey, spiritual gifts inventories can be helpful to you if they help you to think through how can I best be serving uh, the rest of the body of Christ. If it's just for you to have something that you can know about yourself, it's probably not that valuable. Bible doesn't ever uh, really care whether or not you know that you have the gift of helps uh, or the, the gift of hospitality. The Bible cares if you actually exercise that for the upbuilding of the body of Christ. I would say the same thing about the, the whole range of, uh, of personality tests. Now, I've read a lot of these uh, materials, and one of the things I find is that often they are strikingly accurate in terms of categorizing different sorts of attributes that, that tend to be grouped together. And so I've found, for instance, just looking through the, those nine uh, Enneagram types, and again, I don't, I don't buy the whole thing. I don't, I don't follow the whole process. But just looking through those nine types, okay, I recognize these different sorts of personality tendencies in the people that, that I have lived with and, and served with for all of my life. And the other thing that I've found is that spending a little bit of time thinking through these classifications, again, just based on observation of people over years, has helped me in some ways to understand how to better minister to other people. Because just taking the time to read through some other personality types has helped me to to see uh, different kinds of motivations that I just don't have. So I have uh, people on my team, completely different personality sorts of types from myself, and not sin issues, righteousness, unrighteousness issues, just different personality types. And if I assume that everybody is motivated the same way I am, then I'm not going to be able to actually encourage or equip or rebuke or whatever it is that I'm supposed to do at that given moment. I've also found that spending some time thinking through these things has helped me to understand my wife and children better. Because again, I have the tendency to assume everybody is like I am. And so if if you were to say to me, what would be just the greatest gift that you could possibly have? I would probably say, just put me somewhere where I can be left alone for a week to think and read and write and do the things that I need to do, and I'm good. That's not what motivates my wife. And so as I'm looking through some of these personality types, for instance, in the Enneagram, I was reading some of these materials in order to answer some questions for people, and I come upon the the type two, uh, the helper uh, type in the Enneagram, realized, oh, that's my wife. Now, again, this isn't this isn't some sort of blood test uh, that that you give that, that that shows you that that's her type. It's just observational. These these are what generally speaking tends to happen with these personality types. I realized that's her. It actually, in reading through those materials, 
uh, both with the things that I would kind of light up and say, oh, I, that's, that is Maria dead out. And the things where I'd say, ah, I don't really think that fits her. It's given me the, the time to sort of think that through and to be able to even ask her some questions in some ways that helps me uh, to be able to, I think, love her better because I'm able to understand her better and able to understand what it is that motivates her. At the same time, I've found that spending some time on this has helped me to, um, to have compassion in a better way on other people. So there are some things that people will will do sometimes. Again, not sin, righteousness issues, just personality type of stuff that often will just befuddle me and sometimes will even irritate me because I'll say, who does something like that? I mean, who, who does this? Well, spending some time looking through these sorts of personality types helps me to be able to say, oh, okay, I I've spent a little bit of time imaginatively looking at what somebody like this is motivated by, what this person is typically scared about, what this person is uh, is typically driving toward. So I get it. Uh, not not completely, but I, I, I can sense that in a way that says, okay, God has not only gifted us differently, but God has, God has given us different sorts of personalities, and we need all of those things working together. And so I can, I can bear with this. It, it's helped me with that. And then finally, I think it's helped me with understanding my own particular weaknesses and vulnerabilities in a way that I, uh, I previously would not have recognized. So if you're looking at those Enneagram types, uh, I would be an Enneagram 4 which is the, the individualist or the, uh, the romantic, uh, some of them call it. And as I'm reading these categories, uh, I think, boy, that is me dead on, both uh, in terms of the things that I think people could probably see and track, but maybe even more the things that are kind of internal uh, that, that most people don't have access to at all. And it helped me to realize uh, some of the tendencies that I have that maybe are, I started to say that are unique to me because that's the that's the tendency of the four is to say I'm I'm unique. So I'm I'm trying to avoid that right now and to say those things that uh, that I just assume sometimes uh, that everybody is grappling with that I may be especially prone to. So the idea, for instance, of the imagination as being that, that sort of central locus of, of who someone is, which um, can lead to all sorts of good things in terms of, of creativity and so forth, but can also lead to some really dark things. So the uh, tendency, for instance, to take something that has happened uh, maybe some something that's been said about you or to you or something, and just rolling that over and over and over in your mind until you you think you've resolved it uh, in your imagination. Well, that is exactly what I have the tendency to do, and um, what I have found is not only is that just unproductive and it leads to to misery, but it also can be a great opportunity of temptation to, for instance, keep a record of wrongs 
1 Corinthians 13 says love doesn't do that, or to hoard up a sense of, uh, of resentment uh, that, that Jesus tells us in the Sermon on the Mount, we're, we're not to do, or to um, maintain a sense of anxiety uh, that, that Jesus says in Matthew 6, the kingdom of God is meant to obliterate, that anxiety is at its root a kind of idolatry. And so in that sense, spending some time thinking through these different personality types has helped me the same way that someone who knows, hey, I'm, I'm prone toward alcoholism would know I probably shouldn't take a shortcut through Bourbon Street uh, when, I'm, when I'm visiting New Orleans. Uh, th- that that helps me with that. The the idea, uh, for instance, that feelings and intensity of feelings uh, is what makes things more real. I find myself falling into that over and over and over again. So it it helps me sometimes to think, oh wait a minute, this is kind of how my personality type is, and I'm starting to uh, I'm starting to veer off over. Uh, into into some negative things. Again, it doesn't come with the authority of the Word of God at all. All of this is judged by the Word of God. But it does mean to say some of these people, and some of them are kind of loopy sorts of, uh, of people who are writing about this issue. But loopy people can observe things uh, often that are, are really accurate. And so uh, it can help me to say, wait a minute, I think I might be heading into a direction that if I were of a different personality type, wouldn't really matter. I could sort of sail through. But because I'm of this personality type, I might be especially tempted in that direction. And so I need to spend some time working to redirect my imagination toward godliness and Christ-likeness in the same way that somebody who is um, an achiever uh, to use that that category, might have to rework his or her ambition, uh, especially. We all have to do all of it, but especially. So uh, think about personality types, again, kind of the way that we do uh, spiritual gifts within the church. Someone may have the gift of evangelism, meaning that that person is especially equipped to be able to lead other people toward evangelism. It doesn't mean that everybody else is not to evangelize. Nor does it mean that that person with the gift of evangelism isn't to worry about mercy or helps or hospitality or, or, or the other spiritual gifts. It means that this person is contributing especially in that area toward the upbuilding of the body. We're to be watching ourselves all the time in terms of bringing to life uh, the things of the Spirit and putting to death the deeds of the flesh. But as we do that, it can be helpful sometimes to be able to say, where is it that, that there's a, a weak point in my life that can be taken advantage of by the world, the flesh, or the devil? I think that can be helpful. So if you're the type of person for whom a particular tool that lays people out into different categorizations uh, can help you to sort of empathetically think through what other people are, are doing and, and to understand them better and to understand yourself better in order to die to self and to move beyond self, then I say these things can sometimes be helpful. If you're the kind of person who is going to look to categorize people into silos. So if you're the type of person that's just like, ah, 
Nothing can be done with her. She's a nine. Then you probably shouldn't be even paying any attention uh, to to these sorts of, of personality tools at all. This is Russell Moore, type four, but more importantly, crucified with Christ, raised from the dead in him. And this is Signposts. Every day, CT testifies to the reality that Jesus is alive, transforming his world and bringing his kingdom to bear. Jesus transforms, CT equips. Make a gift to our nonprofit ministry with a gift of $20 to provide 150 more people with redemptive storytelling, global perspective, and thoughtful podcasts. Give now at morect.com equip.